the blast from our past network. Codrive! Codrive! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. <laughs> Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back. Because it's a show about nothing, and we had nothing better to do. I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm, I'm Corey. That was a good yeah. one, dude. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> it took a season five to get to that one. For yeah. you to say that. <laughs> Uh, today, yes, we are in season five. We are talking episode three, The Glasses. It first aired September 30th, 1993. And Corey, could you please, per use, give us the break, or give us the synopsis. Yeah, give us the 411. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the Glasses. George loses his glasses and thinks he sees Jerry's girlfriend with his cousin Jeffrey. A strange dog bites Elaine, and Kramer helps Jerry buy a powerful air conditioner. That first sentence was very uh, <laughs> convoluted. Yeah, they added in a lot of like the extra like B and C storyline stuff. That, <laughs> yeah. but hey, cousin Jeffrey, man, woohoo! Yeah, but but what, cousin Jeffrey? Uh, <laughs> all right, and per usual with this episode, we start off with a stand-up bit. This one about staying up late. I never get enough sleep. I stay up late at night because I'm night guy. Night guy wants to stay up late. What about uh, getting up after five hours of sleep? Oh, that's morning guy's problem. That's not my problem. I'm night guy. <laughs> I stay up as late as I want. So you get up in the morning. You're, you're exhausted, groggy. Oh, I hate that night guy. See, night guy always screws morning guy. There's nothing morning guy can do. The only thing morning guy can do is try and oversleep often enough so that day guy loses his job and night guy has no money to go out anymore. <laughs> okay, please tell me what you think of that one. And I know I butchered it, but, you know, what did you think on the show? You were chuckling the entire time, and I was like, Corey, that was one of the worst fucking stand-ups I've heard him say. My note is, it is literally one of my favorite stand-ups of all time. God, it, it was feels, so bad. It feels so sunny-esque. It feels like something uh, Charlie uh, would come up, probably because of Dayman and Nightman, but it just felt uh, so sunny-esque. I hated it, man. It was not, it was not, it just fell flat. It didn't even fall flat because it didn't rise at all. It was flat. It was a plateau of flatness the entire time. Except for me, that plateau was a 10 the entire time. (laughs) And I don't know if it's from that standup, but I do like something like, you know, you got to get gas or something, right? You're coming home from work and you can do it at night, but I'm like, nah, man, I'll take care of that in the morning. And then morning comes and I'm like, fuck me. I don't want to get gas. Like, you know, I'm running late to work. And I do say fucking nighttime. Time Corey, you know, like fuck that guy. I hate nighttime Corey. Well, I'm hating daytime Corey right now. Oh, no, this is the Corey no, that no, no. enjoys this crappy uh, stand up. But... <laughs> yeah, right, we'll see. We'll see how that uh, potentially changes our thoughts. Or, you know, because I started off on a sour note, you started off on a good note. How will that adjust our likings of this episode? This is true. This is true. <laughs> All right. Uh, Elaine and Jerry are in the apartment. Kramer comes in. And we get an unnecessary, we got a monstrous cheer. Now, this is a problem for me, not because of the cheer. This is the first time we see him. It's the way this cheer happened. We didn't, we didn't even see Kramer come in. It was basically off camera. It wasn't a grand ex- entrance. You see 
Jerry and Elaine kind of at the window, there's a shot, a reverse shot, and you kind of see Kramer kind of come in from the back, and then Jerry turns around and says, hey, and then it's a raucous fucking uh, applause to this one. And I'm like, what What the fuck is this? My note is Kramer gets a very canned cheer as if they needed to do it. And, and, yeah. and we'll just talk about it right away. When George comes in, he gets a cheer as well. And I'm like, oh, this is starting to feel like – I don't mean to say it this way, but it's starting to feel like a show like Cheers or something, like season seven of Cheers, where like every character that enters, they get like a uproarious applause, applause, and I'm like, no, I don't want this at all. That was absolutely in my my final notes, and I'll repeat it as well at the end of this episode, but like the crowd was just a little unhinged, and I was not feeling it. Yep. (laughs) Yep, yep, not feeling it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Kramer apparently has the hookup for this, uh, you know, this air conditioner, the Commando 8, which is just this apparently bestial window unit uh, air conditioner, um, which Elaine says to Jerry at one point in this conversation, I thought you hated air conditioning. You never had air conditioning before. And in my head, I'm like, who the fuck in their right mind hates air conditioning? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I no. understand not being able to afford air conditioning, but no one, no one hates air conditioning. Yeah. It's like saying I hate being comfortable. Why? Why? Yeah. Why would that be the case? Yeah. Who, yeah, who wouldn't want to re- uh, regulate, you know, the, the temperature in their own place, you know, yeah. to their own comfort levels. Yeah. You don't have to use it, but the fact that you have it, how could you not like it? <laughs> I don't even know. That's It was such a weird line. It was. It was. Uh, but Jerry's apparently getting it because his girlfriend, Amy, likes air conditioning because she's a sane person. Uh, <laughs> and Elaine is kind of like, you know, making fun of him for buying it for her, that kind of thing. Real quick, I mean, I mean, I guess we'll get more, uh, um, you know, examples of this later, but... This the air conditioning storyline in this. I don't. I feel like it didn't need to have any connection to the girlfriend. I thought it could just be by itself, you know. But yet they're giving yeah. the girlfriend Amy this thing, like, oh, she's got two things now. She likes cousin Jeffrey, and she's overheated or mm-hmm. something, right? And then that one didn't go anywhere. I didn't feel like it, it needed yeah. it. It could have just been like, hey, it's freaking hot. I'm getting an AC unit. Yeah, the the AC tie into her didn't go anywhere. Very weak. Um, it was. It, it could have been something else that George. Jerry just wanted to be more comfortable or something. Mm-hmm. Other they just said, oh, it's a hot, you know, it's a hot time in the city. <laughs> hot time uh, hot in the time. city. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in the city. Uh, and he just wanted one. Yeah. But, like, yeah, tying it into her is, was strange. And, and, uh, right, I, and while yeah. we're on this thread, he hasn't been dating her for that long. Uh, so why would he mm-hmm. feel like she's the one that he needs to, you know, finally make the leap and get the air conditioning unit for? Yeah, that's a good call because yeah. we hadn't seen her before. This is really... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So George comes in, as you mentioned, to big applause. Uh, hilarious because he's got sun uh, swim goggles on, which is kind of funny. Why the hell does he have swim yeah. goggles? Also, Elaine kind of points out, why the hell does he have prescription swim goggles? <laughs> it's a lot of change on the floor of the, yeah. uh, <laughs> the pool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but someone stole his glasses while he was at the, the health club swimming, and that's all he has to really look up, look to, to be able to see with. And he's all pissed about it. You know, he's he's. Yeah. George angry about it. Um, well, of course they're they're ribbing him and calling him like Aqua Boy and Aqua Lad yeah, or something, you know, as as they should. Um, Kramer comes in and tells George about a guy that he knows for the glasses that can get him a good deal. Yeah, and and I love how he does a little boop and bops him on the head with the, the ruler. <laughs> that was a yeah. great little like ending of that scene, little punctuation. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you don't really get those. Those aren't really particularly necessary, but I agree, it was just kind of a fun little thing. And you know, George, he can't 
step away from a deal. Yeah, of course. Not at all. So at the store, um, he's trying on frames and he can't decide. He's being very self-conscious and whatnot. We see a die a guy comes in with a dog. Um, definitely not a service dog. No, definitely not a police dog. Uh, so one, that guy who comes in with the dog, his name is Tom Towles. Um, and I know him from the Night of the Living Dead remake. He played Cooper, which was, um, like, uh, Tony Todd's character, the main character, Ben. It was like Mm -hmm. the, the human antagonist in that movie, but this is the, the, the remake, the 1990 version. Oh, okay. Which, okay. which I like actually like freaking love. It's it's one of mm-hmm. my favorite horror movies. So right when I saw him, and I was like, Cooper, yeah, nice. and he's in it for like two seconds in this. I didn't even think to look him up because he didn't. I didn't recognize him at all, and I didn't think. But also, if that's what you recognize him from, there wouldn't have been anything I recognized him from. <laughs> Probably exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but Elaine tries to pet the dog, and it bites her, and the guy just kind of like walks off. Doesn't even say sorry or check in on her or whatever, which is a very weird-ass rude move. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, George kind of steps up. I don't know. Some, something about him feels like he needs to go say something to the guy. I'm not sure what it was. Like, what in that? What made George be more heroic right there? Do you have an idea? I know what you mean. Uh, it seemed a little bit uncharacteristic that George had such, like, g- gumption to go get this guy, you know? But... I will say, and we'll talk about it at the end of the season, but as far as shooting order goes, um, this was actually episode two following the mango. So I wonder if that was a smidge leftover of his virility from the mango, basically. <laughs> like he's feeling like a man again, you know? Maybe. Okay. I had a different theory. Okay. Um, my theory was because at this time he was wearing the very thick-rimmed black glasses. I think someone said they're very powerful glasses or something like that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Elaine didn't say those exact words. They're very bold, I think they said. Bold is, yes, bold is what it is. You know what those glasses reminded me of? Clark Kent glasses. Oh. In my head, I was like, you know what? He's looking fairly Clark Kent with those glasses. I think he's feeling, I wish I wish there would have been a little thing in there about Superman or, oh, you look like Clark Kent. And then he would have like been empowered to go out and do it. That's that's how I would have written it, only because I thought the glasses lent themselves to that. Yeah, dude. Honestly, that that is better than what they did on the show. And I, I will, in my head, go with that and that thinking that like George was kind of channeling a little Superman inside yeah. of him. But yeah, if anybody, it would have been Jerry that would have clued in on that and he would exactly. have said something and i do think uh now that you've said it i do feel that that was a missed opportunity on their part yeah yeah now granted if jerry would have said that then there's no way he would have gone with any other glasses than the right. one that makes him feel right. like clark kent and, and, and um, also they, they might, obviously they wrote it and then probably on the day of shooting they pulled out some glasses and they didn't even know when they were writing it they were going to land on yeah, anything yeah. you know like that very possible um, but yeah a hundred percent missed opportunity because right when they put those on they should have done a quick rewrite and try to work a joke in there or something yeah it just it just kind of had that feel to me yeah. but anyway he goes to yell at the guy with the dog, but while he's out there, you know, they're not real glasses. They're just the fake frames for him to kind of get an idea. But he he, he looks up and he, he thinks he sees something and he sees him squinting real hard and he is sure he saw something. He comes back in. He lets Jerry know that he, he saw Jerry's girlfriend, Amy, making out with his cousin, Jeffrey. Now, we've heard about cousin Jeffrey from Uncle Leo. It's his son who we've heard about who works for the parks. He works for the parks department. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. But, you know, Jerry's all upset uh, about this this whole thing. Like, oh, my God, did did Amy, you know, 
make out with uh, Jeffrey? Did he kind of like cheating on me? All I think pretty fun humorously while Elaine is like writhing in pain and trying to get help. And he's just kind of pushing her aside, trying to uh, figure out his own issues. When, when he gives her like the two tissues and they fall yeah. and she's like trying to grab them. I was yeah. like, oh man, that's, Elaine's got some good work in this, in this episode here. Yes. And it, and it shows, you know, just some of those times I remember as a kid when I watched because I, I I absolutely watched the series finale. You know the people that the finale people rip on that finale so bad, and I'm really curious. I'm not sure I'm gonna hate on it as much as people say they they hate on it, but maybe I will. I don't know. Things have can, things have uh, been strange for me before on this. Uh, just going through this <laughs> wild ride. It's wild Mr. ride, Toad, Mr. Toad's wild ride that we're doing right now. Um, but when I watched it live in '98, the line that really stuck out to me was like when the judge was berating them for being terrible people and how awful they've been. And even though they had a lot of those flashbacks and the people talking about it in the courtroom, I never really thought they're all that bad of people. You know, they like, they don't seem like bad people, probably because I was a kid and they're like, okay, they're the protagonists. They, they seem not that, you know, you're supposed to root for them. Yeah. But obviously rewatching it as an adult. And I think this kind of scene where <laughs> Elaine just got bit <laughs> and Jerry's just worrying about his own things. This just, it kind of shows more of that stuff of like, yeah, they're fucking awful people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, dude. They, I mean, but then at the same time, they can be super sweet to each other, and we love to see that. Yeah. I think we see a very rounded character, but boy, oh boy, <laughs> Elaine just, or uh, Jerry blowing off Elaine like that is just hilarious. It is. It is. Um, so we meet Dwayne with, uh, at the glasses shop, which is Kramer's friend. And do you recognize Dwayne? I do absolutely because I did watch that FX show, Son of the Beach. Ah, that's did where I watched it down too. But <laughs> but I also knew him as uh, the dad on Parker Lewis Can't Lose. What the hell is Parker Lewis Can't Lose? Oh, really weird ass. Uh, I think super early nineties, like ninety, ninety one, ninety two. So it kind of feels eighties, you know. But okay. uh, one of those, you know what? Uh, I almost feel like it was a little scrubbish, uh, where it's like they would talk to the camera occasionally and do like sw- like like crazy cuts and stuff like that. Kind of yeah. like they would break the fourth wall a lot. Okay, and right, that's cool. Just a weird, funny kid in high school type of show, but yeah. he, they broke the fourth wall. All right, I respect that. Um, actually, John and I talked a little bit about him because he was the voice of Lampy uh, in uh, Lampy the Lamp in the Brave Little Toaster. Oh. A little nostalgic movie that some people might remember. Okay. I mean, dude, he has a, a ton of credits, man. He, he's yep. been around for a while. Yep. Um, but he's selling George some interesting-looking frames <laughs> that we'll uh, come back to a couple scenes from now. Yep. Um, George says Kramer's name. I love the way he says his name because, like, Kramer says, you know, just just mention my name. And so George does exactly that, you know, while he's ringing, ringing up, uh, while Dwayne's ringing up uh, George's you know, glasses and stuff. He's just like, Hey, Kramer, <laughs> as if that means something as if that's guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so the mentioning of Kramer's name ends up doing nothing and it doesn't get him the discount. So George is obviously pissed. Uh, Cause I love Dwayne's like, what about him? <laughs> yeah. What about, what about? And that's how I feel like it would be like if somebody would be like, Oh, Oh, Corey, you know, I, I mean, you know, yeah. go down to my, this, my comic shop. They know me there. Just, just say my name and they'll, they'll help you out. And if I feel like you'd go down and be like, Hey, Adam, yeah yeah so so <laughs> what about he's in here he buys stuff but 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 adam <laughs> too bad yeah and especially since no one else is in the store like george could have been a little yeah. bit more you know uh forthcoming and open and be like hey kramer said send me down here said you said you'd hook me up yes 
that's exactly. He should have said something like that, but he doesn't because yeah. he's oblivious too. Yeah, he uh, is. At the emergency room, Elaine and Jerry are debating about the validity of George's squinting ability. Um, Jerry tells him this ridiculous story about him driving all the way back from something, spotting raccoons left and right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all while he was driving. And then, then they have a weird interaction with this doctor. Yeah. I guess because it's like maybe it's like an urgent care place and not like a, a good hospital. Is that why they have to try this I, have this joke in here? I my think guess? so. I, I, yeah, I, I guess so. Or it could also be like a, a New York thing, uh, you know. I, I don't know, but it didn't seem like a good doctor because even he, he knows that she got bit, so then he would he, he should give her the shot, right? But he goes, yeah. not shot, dog bite, dog bite, <laughs> no woof woof, woof bang bang, yeah. <laughs> no, wait, no yeah. bang bang, woof woof, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woof woof, not bang bang. There we go. I got yeah. third time. Got it. Hey, it took you a while. I got there. Yeah, but it was just I don't know. It, it was something that they wrote in just for you know comic effect, and I get it, but I don't know. It, I'm not. I I wouldn't say it fully landed with me. Yeah. So, but it was. I mean, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. And it was short enough that it it didn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, at the apartment, we meet Amy, uh, played by Anna Gunn, who I'm sure you recognize. Um. Well, see. Okay. That's actually the the weird thing. I kind of didn't recognize her, but I check. You know, IMDb and oh, because uh, uh, oh, every episode I'll check IMDb and. Um, I'm like, okay, because in the, my first question was like, is she related to James Gunn? So I, you know, I Googled that and, uh, no. and weirdly, weirdly, she is actually married to Alistair Duncan and weirdly, Zach and I are recording our review of 1992's oh. Split Second with Rutger Hauer and Alistair Duncan this week. So I was like, whoa, oh. what the hell are the chances of that? But, um, other than that, what, what was she in Breaking Bad? Is that kind of her big yes. thing? Yeah. Of course, that was a huge thing with other Seinfeld alumnus, Brian Cranston. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, which well, we've established I haven't seen Breaking Bad yet. As well, as well as Bob Odenkirk mm-hmm. is in that show. Yeah, so. Uh, another Seinfeld, he was a one-off character, but yeah, all right. Is, is, was she Brian Cranston's wife before yes. he, okay, before he breaks bad or whatever? Okay, gotcha. Well, even, even while he's breaking oh, bad. Oh, yeah, it's, well, it's, the whole thing know. happens. Got it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, yeah. He, he breaks the bad and the family is still around and then <laughs> yeah. there's a whole craziness to it. You know what? You should watch it. It's a good show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was like, but like, what the hell? Are they? And, and honestly, uh, the weird thing is, too, she went by an, uh, a different name earlier in her career. She went by like Teresa Gunn. And so she has huh. credits under that name as well. And some nude scenes. <laughs> I had no idea, but leave it up for Corey to let everybody know. So, guys, you can follow that thread if you want. Teresa Gunn, Google. <laughs> Corey's got a blog. Just, 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 you know, just look it up. Are you actually the real Mr. Skin? Is that, is that your thing? <laughs> All right. Um, so, Jerry kind of trying to pry about, you know, uh, if it was her with cousin Jeffrey asking about what she did yesterday, he's trying to press for info. Um, and then he just kind of calls her out. You know, he's like, you know, and I know you were out there and she's just like, no man, I, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's like, Oh, okay. You weren't. And uh, you know, she obviously denies it. And like, Jerry in his, uh, has a funny little line to try and like divert the situation. <gasps> Want to get some pizza? <laughs> Weird. But it's it's funny, just kind of showing he's a yeah. uh, he's ridiculous. And I'm always a sucker for that. As as much as I'm a sucker for like his high pitched when he gets excited, I'm also ex- a sucker for when he's like overly childlike. Yeah, yeah, and he definitely uh, has that. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. one at least with that scene. Um, so 
later at the apartment, Jerry and George are there. Uh, Jerry's worried about, you know, screwing things up. Um, you know, George can't really see like he thinks he can. And George brings up Oz driving with the rack. I was spotting raccoons, baby. <laughs> and Jerry even admits they were mailboxes, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. I didn't have the heart to tell you. But I, I love just in this episode, we get both sides of that story or, you know, whatever. And the fact that Jerry's the one that tells it to Elaine. So he wants to believe it. But once he realizes the folly of his ways, he's like, no, I was wrong. You know, George, you're an idiot. Yeah. But then... <laughs> George sees a dime from across the room. And now George, Jerry's curious, like, was he right about that? George goes and picks it up and he says, huh, mercury head. So a mercury head dime was struck by the United States from the late 1916 to 1945 was when mercury head dimes were created. Oh. Um, so that was obviously before Dwight D. Eisenhower uh, got put onto the, onto the dime. Um, now they have that name because they were actually had the depiction of a young lady, lady Liberty who had like a helmet with wings on her. Um, but people confused her with the Roman God Mercury. Ah. And so that's why it got the name nickname Mercury head dime. Oh, cool. Now a little extra, a little extra dime knowledge. Cause I know you're curious. Uh, these coins are 90% silver. So the melt value for the mercury dime is currently right around a dollar ninety four. Holy! So shit. the dime itself is worth, uh, you know, significantly more than an actual dime, but the coins may be worth uh, even more to a collector. The nineteen sixteen D's are worth between three hundred to four hundred dollars as they were minted in limited quantity. Are you talking about D's nuts? No, I'm talking about the D, the, the, the D stamped ones. You know how you get uh, different stamps because yeah. depending on what mint that they were uh, yeah. created in. Uh, the ones I guess that were from Denver, um, which are marked, were, were, which were the ones that were minted in Denver that has the D on them. Okay, um, are, are I guess were more rare, so they're worth even more money. I I found all of that very interesting i'm not gonna lie i like weird <laughs> shit like that i was like oh wow okay yeah take me down this rabbit yeah. hole adam i am on board well sir i've got <laughs> more mercury head diamond for information for you coming right up after these messages <laughs> you can you can now listen to adam's uh this is currency talk <laughs> yes hey everybody Corey here i just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host oh, hey, Dean. Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean? Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode, this is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey, everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. And now, back to the show. All right. So, 
Uh, Elaine comes in and she's now afraid of dogs uh, because of that bite, which I think is very valid. Okay. You know, they're kind of making fun of her because she's afraid of this snowball, tiny little one at the apartment, which is funny yeah. uh, a little bit. But, well, you know, I think her fear of dogs after being, you know, bitten and taken to a uh, emergency room is, is pretty freaking... Uh, truthful. Yeah, no, I, I got no problem with that. But Snowball, come on, he runs on batteries. <laughs> yeah. Um, George thinks that she should get a rabies shot, so now she's all worried about that. And uh, so Kramer comes in, and he gets a second God, cheer. I, dude, I'm like, this episode has to stop. Like, we, we got yeah. guys chill out, okay? Yeah. Um, and Kramer says he got, you know. Dwayne off sugar. He's like, God, you know, damn it. I, I, you, you deserve um, the discount. So he's going to go down to George to press for it. Uh, we then see as, as, as quickly as George can spot dimes and, um, and whatnot, he then can't, he confuses an onion with an apple and he bites into it. They're not even close to the same color. <laughs> dude. And he's, it, and that's, yeah. dude, that's a real onion, right? Like, like it's, uh, yes, it looks real. And he is really crying. I'm like, I really think Jason Alexander took a big bite out of that. But uh, oh yeah, 100. <laughs> percent But I love, I love Jerry's like response to all this. He's just like, I don't know what to believe. You're eating onions and spotting dimes. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, his eyesight is all over the place. So, um, all right. Kramer suggests that Jerry uh, get Amy and Jeffrey together to see how they act. So that's going to be uh, Jerry's new plan to try to figure out if they were actually kissing. So um, at the glasses store, I think this is one of Kramer's best scenes. I mean, it's probably, I don't know, there's so many great Kramer scenes, but I'd probably put this up there in a top 25 Kramer scenes, you know, probably in like, you know, closer to that 25 range, but you know how, like, mm-hmm. you know, how, how ridiculous he was with Ray, the maid. Yeah. This is a very similar situation where he's pressing Dwayne about his candy usage that he was getting him off of, you know, that he was eating four, sucking down four baby roots for breakfast <laughs> and doing all this stuff. Uh, it was Awesome. Yes. Now, there were two references in there. Oh, you already got them? You tell me about them. I got them, buddy. I got them. And yes, I I loved everything about this scene 100%. But yes, he he dropped a Dinky Donuts reference, um, which was from earlier on in the series. And then he also drops a Joe's Fruit Stand reference. I'm like, yeah, Joe! Exactly. Dinky Donuts was where uh, he saw Joe DiMaggio dunking. And then the the fruit stand was from the mango, Mm -hmm. uh, which was just two episodes ago. Um, but we know how much you know he uh, he loves the fruit from Joe's. Yep, so, exactly, exactly. Good. And it, and it does so it does kind of make sense that if this one was supposed to, or at least the shooting order was afterwards, right? That, or at least or the production order, or whatnot, or the writing order, however the hell they name their stuff, that that was kind of in their thoughts and how they tied it together. Yeah, yeah. And so. and I love Dwayne's like reaction. To all this, he's like, fine, you know, I'll give him the discount, but that's it. You know, we're 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 done here. And he's clearly all pissed off. And Kramer's like, all right, catch you around, Dwayne. You know, he just like yeah. leaves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, man, I love that scene with Kramer in there. I think he just, he just does his over the top, um, uh, just his approach, the way that, that he's like attacking. He does, you know, not, not, not too dissimilar from like Wayne Knight's, uh, Newman's attack on the saw guy at the record store. Um, you know, definitely the same as his, you know, attack on Ray, um, in like season two or three. Yeah. Can't remember which one it was. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Um, at the apartment, 
Jerry is ripping on George's glasses. Um, I don't know what to tell you, Elton, is what, <laughs> what he says, because they're very flamboyant-looking glasses. They're definitely ladies-style glasses. Um, and Elaine is right now freaking out about rabies. She has some just good over-the-top, even some physical kind of style humor here yeah. that she's doing a good job. Yeah, no, uh, Kramer I'll, comes... Yeah, I was, gonna, oh, go I was just going to say, overall, Elaine's just firing on all cylinders this, this episode. What I was going to say is Kramer comes in to a fucking third cheer. Yeah. Three goddamn cheers for Kramer. What the fuck? And I have that. A third cheer for Kramer? Question mark? It's almost as if they filmed this first. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're back. This is the first, uh, you know, from hiatus. And everyone get excited. That that crowd was too excited. It was. It was. uh, It's definitely bothering me (laughs) by this point. But, all right. He he comes in with the Commando 8, um, the air conditioner that is just above all air conditioners. And I do love his install. He just kind of pops it in, drops the shades, and (laughs) installed. (laughs) But I then, as much as I love that little install, I hate the extra little cheer that there's even another little cheer that they add on right there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Dude, This is getting ridiculous. They must have given him, like, like coffee or something before. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. At least we didn't get any of those. (laughs) And 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 by the way, on our Facebook page, other people picked up on that, too. The oh, my God. Everyone picked up on that. (laughs) I didn't realize how how known it was, but apparently it isn't. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. That lady was right. the best audience go, yeah. ever, ever. Go back and listen to our Puffy Shirt episode if you haven't. I assume you have, but yeah. All right. Um, Elaine, she's getting even more angry. Um, and here's where she kind of goes even over the top angry. Comes up like she storms up to, to, to Kramer and calls him hipster doofus again. <laughs> I love it. You stupid hipster doofus. <laughs> That's great. She, I mean, she it goes, is. she lunches on, on, on Kramer and George this episode. It's awesome. It is. Uh, I also thought what was, what was quite awesome is right after this, Kramer kind of walks up to George and says, can I have one of those, madam? Because he's got some pretzels. And he's just, I mean, that is exactly what friends would do. I love it. Ripping on him because he's wearing ladies' glasses. Oh, it's good stuff. It's, I mean, it's great <laughs> stuff, dude. Like, as a guy, you know, like, you live for those moments where you see your friend just just fucking up that bad <laughs> just like yeah. okay i'm not even going to call i'm just going to just slide it in and 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 just drop it on you like that dude what's up madam <laughs> going to have one of those it's like dude you just go in for the kill he just went in for the instant kill he did um so elaine speaking about you know killing and death elaine's freaking out about swallowing right now she might have the rabies she might be dying and she's swallowing she's freaking out physical humor she's foaming at the mouth (laughs) you know all this bullshit stuff um and kramer drops a bob sacamano reference because she said uh you know she's got rabies like my friend bob sacamano yep there you go didn't you tell me i think it was probably like early on in season one where we first uh heard bob sacamano but someone online like tracked everything that happened to bob sacamano yeah they did i can't remember what it was (laughs) he's had he's had rabies i mean mean, the man's had a crazy life yeah and we never get to meet him sorry spoiler alert for everybody who might be hoping that we (laughs) we see him but all right so uh very quick scene we get back with the doctor she gets a quick rabies shot is this gonna hurt Yes, very much. And then and then stabs her. Which kind of funny. Which that worked. Like and it was like literally yeah. like a 30 second scene just for that and maybe yeah. you know, maybe the scene before it was a build up for that the, the previous doctor scene, but it was mm-hmm. worth it for that cuz that was great and he nailed it. Yeah. It just bop and then and it was, you laugh cuz it was good. Yeah, it was funny. 
Um, all right. Later, Elaine is in the apartment. She sees the guy with the dog from the window. Um, I do love Jerry's. Jerry asks her, should we spit on him? Uh, because they're having a conversation about spitting, you know, out the window way earlier. And it's just, it was kind of funny bringing that back. Yeah. Um, but as they're like trying to head down, uh, you know, Kramer also pops in and then the, uh, the air conditioner, the commando eight falls onto the dog as all we kind of hear is the, the, you know, the whining of the dog. And then we hear an even worse sound. Lots of clapping, more <laughs> fucking audience clapping. <laughs> I mean, uh, um, Michael Richards did a great job of almost getting sucked out the window. And I mean, my yes. God, his, his physical uh, humor or physical comedy is, is amazing. Um, but, you know, and I know that that's what they were cheering at, just kind of his performance. But man, just keep it down. Like, we don't need to be spoon fed as to what's awesome and what's not awesome. Yeah, exactly. We knew that was awesome. His his performance was was awesome. It was hilarious as he was like trying to... to um you know, hold it back with the with the uh, the electrical cord or whatnot, and then he couldn't do it. But yeah, they they ugh. sometimes laugh track is just is angering me. And right now, it's well, it's massive overuse of the of that uh, of laugh track right now. I know. And while we're on that subject, do you watch any modern shows that have a laugh track or that are you know live studio um, audiences? Yeah. I did. I did watch How I Met Your Mother. Okay. I mean, I don't know if that. Yeah, I'd call that modern. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. It's um, and I watched. I watched. Um, uh, Big Bang Theory, quite a bit. I'd say the first four seasons I actually quite liked. Okay. Maybe some of the fifth, and then it just kind of fell to shit, and I really hated like the last half of the show, or more, a little bit more than it. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, and that one also uses a laugh track. Yeah. And it over it overuses a laugh track for sure. Now, is there a difference when you say laugh track versus a studio audience? Is there like, do they still film those? And and uh, you know what I mean? Like, is it is yeah. it a laugh track or is it a studio audience scenario? I would imagine it's a studio audience scenario because I mean, I don't know if it doesn't say filmed in front of a live studio audience. I really have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, I know. I know. And it's weird because I I don't particularly care for three camera setups now you know the the studio audience mm-hmm. stuff i don't kind of like go for sitcoms like that i really like more of the sunny stuff like a one camera uh comedy but i can't i could never imagine seinfeld being one camera like it just it, it it's always needs to be uh you know have a studio audience for me to enjoy it it would be really weird yeah. without that although you know as, as much as we wish this episode they weren't as engaging sometimes they are awesome yeah absolutely i mean they uh... Every now and then they do help and they add something. And it wasn't bothering me when Kramer would walk in early on and he was getting some of those claps and we were getting there. Or even when it was a really fun entrance, when he had like a a ridiculous entrance and we got it, that was, that worked. But now we're getting it for every single episode and every single entrance, no matter what. Yeah. And it just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And and, and I know it's going to fall off and I I just hope that it's. I, I hope it's before the season ends, but I kind of have a gut feeling that it's going to be th- a, a through play throughout this entire season. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. 
We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. All right. So, George is at the health club, and he sees uh, this blind guy and asks George, uh, you know, he asks George for help to kind of lead him somewhere, who then George sees the guy with his glasses and um, just kind of rushing him, and they end up going outside. Now, now the, 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 the go ahead. Guy. Yeah, the, the blind guy, he's going to come back later, yeah. He is, yeah, yeah, so we'll tell everybody about that. Yeah, he's he was with uh, Newman, right? With uh, the, 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 the farmer and the hot daughter and everything? Yep. yep. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> him. Um, but for people who don't know who that is, it's Rance Howard. Rance Howard is the father of Ron Howard and Clint Howard. Yeah. Um, so he's, you know, been around Hollywood for quite a long time. He's been in Nebraska Universal Social. I mean, literally tons of credits. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But it is awesome that we all, that we will see him again as well. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so. interesting that that you know he, his career obviously is very big and very long, but he's not as big as his two sons, you know. And it's it's kind of interesting that he's doing yeah. you know smaller roles on here. But yeah, it's yeah. funny. I would say neither of his two sons. Now, granted, we had Clint Howard in uh, in what was it the trip? Yeah, the, um, the trip. Yeah, yeah, the trip. And now we have Rance Howard. Oh. I don't think we get a Ron Howard sighting, but if we do, then we've got that entire family, and that would be awesome. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I think uh, Arrested Development took uh, Ron Howard permanently. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, all right. Uh, George wants to exchange his frames with the uh, the blind guy. Um, so at uh, Dwayne's place, uh, he's going to do that. I do love that just, they just kind of have nonchalantly Dwayne is scarfing down a baby root. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my note is Dwayne's back on the candy. He is. He is back on or back off the wagon on the wagon. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there. Uh, All right. So uh, the guy with the dog comes in and he, uh, you know, is trying to find who where Elaine lives or that kind of stuff. And George, being a complete idiot, gives Jerry's apartment number. Yeah. What What the moron? What? Yeah. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Now, just, my only seemed, note is George is an idiot. That's it. It didn't. It didn't seem particularly believable. No. As to why he would say no. it. No. Yeah. I feel. I feel like uh, that storyline needed a little bit something more. Uh yes, it did. It, absolutely. That that whole. The I mean, I liked the rabies angle. Yeah. And they should have just let it slide, but they got they brought back the guy with the dog, and it really. I, mean, I guess it goes kind of somewhere. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it. All right. So, uh, Jerry goes to Jeffrey's apartment with Amy. Uncle Leo was there. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Leo gives the Paul Simon tickets to them and a message from Jeffrey that says, oh, he's sorry, and he'll hope that he'll forgive him. And Jerry takes this as confirmation that he and Amy were actually making out. So then he calls out Amy, which is just wrong again, and now he feels like shit, and he kind of does the tag, or he does the tag again. Want to get some pizza? To try and... uh, um, you know, smooth it out, which it doesn't obviously does not smooth things out. Yeah. 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 I mean, at least the, the line came back, you know, but ultimately yeah. that that thread failed for me. Uh, I, I completely agree, yeah. too. Now, George, without his glasses, thinks he sees Amy and Jeffrey again, but it's actually a female police officer and her horse. Um, which I thought was kind of clever and kind of funny because they had an entire conversation Elaine did earlier about Jeffrey having a horse face. Uh, and so I think that's kind of maybe why they had it. Now, granted, it's still just like 
It's ridiculous for George to miss that up. You know, you could, the, the size of a horse is the yeah. you, blurred vision isn't going to fuck that up. But again, at the same time, the ridiculousness of confusing an apple and an uh, onion um, really is just equally as stupid. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but he can see that dime, baby. He can see that time. All right. At the health club, Jerry says he uh, had to pay for the vet bill for the dog. And that was, I guess, the wrap up, which I get. Yeah, it did kind of go flat. It was just like, all right, we didn't see any issues. We didn't see the guy confronting Jerry or any no. that kind of stuff. It's just like, all right, he had to pay the vet bill. Uh, and George says the new glasses pinch his nose. Um, and if he, if he finds the son of a bitch who stole his glasses and then we tilt up. And the glasses are on the top of his locker. And it was George, the idiot, the whole time. Of course, which is goes to show that no one cleans that locker room, I guess. Yeah, exactly. They just sat there the entire I mean, or yeah, put them in the lost and found. That would that was they've been there for probably weeks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Or well, at least a few days <laughs> at the minimum. Yeah. So. All right. Uh okay. Our, that is it. We, well, that's not it. Of course, we end with a stand-up, and this one on glasses. Oh, yeah. This one on glasses, of course. Why not, right? When did glasses go from being a this carefully crafted medical apparatus to just a mall impulse item? Honey, I'm going out for yogurt and a pair of tri- uh, trifocals. You need anything? It's always glasses in about an hour. Well, how much are they? 75 bucks. Well, here's 72. It's about 75, okay? And, uh, <laughs> you know, I... I, I I had to actually go back and rewind it. I'm like, why does he why did he say that? I'm like, oh, it's always glasses are, are about an hour. I'm like, okay, so it's about seventy five dollars. Got it. Understood. Bad. Um, what do you try and do? Uh, coordinate with the one hour photo place? Hurry up, give me the glasses. My pictures are coming out right now. I need to see them. I was like, okay, that's that's okay. Uh, then they have those Woolworth glasses. You know, they're there. They're there now. No eye exam. You don't even you don't even know what's wrong with your eyes. And and the glasses are made up. They're ready and waiting for you to just walk out, say goodbye, and walk right into a wall. Bang, bang. Worst stand up ever. <laughs> That's another one that was pretty fucking pathetic. I had to I had to rewind it because I was like, what is the whole seventy two like I have seventy two dollars that's about seventy five? Oh, because it's gonna take about an hour. I'm like, oh that was oh no, Jerry. Oh no, you you honed in on that part of it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Weak stand up. Well, you enjoyed the stand up, uh, and I did not. I enjoyed the, the first one. I enjoyed the first one. I I absolutely hated hated this one. Um, you mind if I jump on on to this one, buddy? Jump away. All right. It's also one little side thing. I believe Janet Gunn and Anna Gunn are two different people. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to dig into that. <laughs> not to say, just to say, not to say, I was doing a lot of research yeah, yeah. after the fact that you said that. I was just saying, I, I was like, I don't remember her doing that, so I looked up her credits, and none of her past credits say that she was credited as Janet Gunn. Okay. But then I looked up on IMDb, there is a different Janet Gunn who was in like The Quest and Carnosaur Three and other. Was she in Silk uh, Stockings? Was she in Running Running Man? Night of the Running Man. Uh, Anna Gunn was in Night of the Running Man. Then I think that is what you see nude in. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to get to the bottom of this. 
Yeah, we will do. We will do all the research that we have to for you people. We will look up every picture and compare all of the different shots to see who is who. Because we're, you know what? This is the this is the season of sleaze. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Good one, buddy. Season five, season sleaze. <laughs> well, I mean, I had a great time, you know, breaking down the episode oh, yeah. with you. Actually, but... yes, yes, Janet. Janet was the one in Night of the Running Man. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry. We'll get back to Seinfeld. Uh, um, uh, I don't want to. I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Seinfeld, the people deserve to know what your final thoughts are about this episode that included Anna Gunn. Definitely not Janet. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, you know, it's, it's weird because if you take out the laugh track, I think I would have scored this episode higher, but the laugh track is still a part of the episode as a whole, which is how we look at it, along with the stand-up and everything. So <laughs> my first stand-up, you know, it probably, yes, started out high. Then the laugh track knocked it down a ding. And then mm-hmm. what I originally thought was just, you know, okay, I didn't love the the Jerry's storyline with, with his girlfriend or whatever, but man, it... It really was bad. There was some bad writing in this one, I thought. But it wasn't the worst ever. Like, we've seen yeah. worse at this point. We have a we have a catalog to compare things to now. So we know how low it can go, you know? But at the same time, it definitely, this episode definitely had its problems. Um, not just, you know, not just the the crowd. But the, 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 the storylines were just not that strong. Whereas some were really good. Like, I liked Elaine's stuff. Like, I liked the yeah. work she had to do i like the performances we got out of kramer michael richards this episode but weirdly the main storyline was my least favorite of of all the entire episode Mm. which Mm -hmm. that's not good you you need your main storyline to be like the at least you know the best right at the very least but um yeah george's was fine but at the end of the day it was it was it's kind of like a mess of an episode it's all over the place but the dust settles for me at around i'll give it um you know what (laughs) three mistaken horse identities out of five (laughs) okay all right. Three three blurry shots of a woman yeah. kissing her horse on the mouth out of five. Yeah. A police officer kissing her horse on the yeah. mouth. That was me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when the yeah. dust settled, I was like, okay, I can enjoy what I enjoyed. Like, I won't turn this episode off, but it just, oh, yeah. yeah, we've seen so much better from the team. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I had a very similar thought with you. I liked quite a bit of stuff from the episode. The Commando 8 was funny stuff. Kramer and his physical humor with it was great. And just like the whole buildup to the commando weight. I liked a lot too. Um, Elaine, her acting, I think was fantastic. I really appreciated her humor and the physical humor that she brought to this episode. Kramer's speech is probably the highlight for me in this episode. That was the absolute best part of the entire episode. Um, You know, I, I enjoyed other little things about it. You know, stuff was funny, but it wasn't over the top, you know, great Seinfeld. So with all that stuff, um, you know, it, it, things didn't land as well, and the, the stand-up not landing all that well for me, but there's still plenty that I liked. So whenever you want to say it, and that crowd, fuck that rambunctious crowd, yeah. man, rambunctious, whatever. They sucked. They really hurt it, and so part of me wants to rank it even lower, but I'm trying to let that slide. I'm a positive man. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to be like, you know what? This was still enjoyable. Yeah. I still had a good time watching it, so I also gave it three out of five Mercury Head Dimes. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean... 
when you like if you look at just the script or something you'd be like okay this is fine maybe the jerry stuff's a little weak that's okay and you're like okay but the performances will bring things out but you never think that is the crowd gonna ruin this episode you know yeah but it's still the full product is what we're looking at Mm -hmm. here we're not just reviewing the script you know we're looking at the full product and someone should have fucking just tell them to just chill out a little bit yeah i I don't know how it works i don't know if there's anyone directing them we've seen shots in tv shows where you see that there is like an applause light that comes up you know Mm -hmm. maybe someone was going a little too crazy on that (laughs) applause light but uh fire that dude if that's the case or or lady fire that person um but yeah but it was was, there's still positive sides to it and actually i would say like the writing did a good job of like bringing back things like yeah. you know usually you want to like set something up and then you get like a payoff or, or you know you get that joke like they did the want to get some pizza yeah. a couple times mm-hmm. you know they had the the horse fake face joke if you were paying attention then you got the joke when uh george kind of saw with his eyes better uh the 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 horse and the police officer um they had a couple different things like the whole candy bar uh you know sugar addiction come back when you just see him you know just shoveling the baby ruth in his mouth like that kind of stuff was funny so i still i agree with you it was still just a slightly better better than mediocre episode yeah. uh, honestly it was just jerry's storyline that was the weakest out yeah. of all of it yeah so yeah yeah true but still a fun episode yeah definitely and you know what else is a fun episode your mom? <laughs> Sorry, I don't, that didn't even come in yet. That makes no sense. That's not even funny. But you know what? I Whenever I have the chance to drop a your mom, I will. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. I thought it was funny. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you're all's Transformers episode of the Blast From Our Past podcast. Oh. I... I, I've actually I've owned that movie multiple times, but I didn't have it on Blu-ray. And I, I was listening to your episode, and first off, you know I, I know you were more of a, a Beast Wars fan, but you know I'm mm-hmm. I'm a Gen One fan, and and I told my wife if you want to guarantee see me cry, watch that movie. And I am not gonna lie to you when you play the like you got the touch, you know, and, and Optimus Prime says something, you played like a clip from it. Yeah, I was yeah. like doing dishes in the morning. I started to get choked up. I was like, okay. And so, but it's a, it was a great episode you guys did. And because of your episode, I went on Amazon and bought the uh, the Blu-ray of Transformers the movie. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't yeah. get commission on that one, though. Uh, well, you know what? It's okay with me. It's all right with me. You know why? Because I soak, you know, uh, I, I don't need monetary because monetary uh commission from the things that we do because i get all the happiness i need from listening to podcasting after dark that is a show that just makes me squee with joy not because i'm nostalgic for the shit that you guys do because <laughs> you don't have the shit on there this, this, <laughs> yeah i don't know half the shit you guys are doing but that doesn't stop me from listening to some of y'all's episodes oh, thanks buddy. not more more than some of y'all it's been the, i mean some of y'all's episodes of the shit that i have no idea what it is yeah. <laughs> so i absolutely loved y'all talking come uh, coming to america i definitely listened to that to the, didn't you guys do coming no to training america? places sorry sorry training places <laughs> eddie murphy yeah, in my head <laughs> and and you've talked enough about coming to America. Yeah, I'm about, here. That was on Cartwright. Yeah. That was on here on Cartwright. But yes, I, I, well, you've also talked about it. Or no, you didn't talk about it in your. Um, I like your watch list stuff too because yeah. you you do like uh, uh, you did well. One, you've done some sleazy stuff on there, which is kind of funny. <laughs> you, we were supposed trading. to do a. Uh, uh, we were supposed to do a watch list soon. We gotta we gotta yeah. schedule that. I was trying to get you on that on the last minute one last week, but I know you were busy, so we gotta, yeah, we gotta yeah, schedule yeah. We'll one do- for this month though. 
Perfect. So yeah, your watch lists are really awesome. They're very digestible, which is a lot of fun. Um, but even some of the other episodes, I love the Trading Places one because it's a movie I love and yeah. own. But I've also listened to ones like, I've never even heard of the movie like Hardware. That's an old, was one of your early episodes. <laughs> yeah. But I listened to that and I was like, this sounds ridiculous. And so I, I needed to go watch that movie. Well, well so, yeah. wait for split second, buddy. Wait for okay. split second. And, uh, and if you want to hear Zach and I, Zach's my co-host from Podcast After Dark, if you want to hear us go head-to-head in trivia mm-hmm. warfare and see what happened, nostalgia trivia warfare. Yeah, yeah. And, there's already there's already a, yeah, <laughs> a yeah. trivia podcast yeah. called Trivial Warfare. So don't go to them. Now, go to them because we like them, but more so go to this one that Corey's talking about. Yeah, <laughs> throwback trivia takedown. <laughs> yeah. And right, a, and right <laughs> now, we are are in the middle of a BFO, or I should say, we you guys are in yeah. the middle well, of you're, a BFOP. You were part network. of yeah. the BFOP yeah. trivia. You haven't been eliminated yet. 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 <laughs> yet. Or uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you'll have to listen. <laughs> I, I am the network's resident stoner, so how far yeah. could I really make it? <laughs> People will have to listen to find out. Yep, so go check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. Go check out Blast From Our Past. Go check out our awesome, awesome northern friends over at Talking Back, uh, Tim yep. and Dean. They have been crushing it lately. I mean, they they've really been crushing have. it since the beginning, but I've really enjoyed the movies and stuff that they've picked lately. Um, I mean, I love their Predator 2 episode. I love their Aliens. Mm-hmm versus predator episode uh they have jaws episodes i mean dude they've been and honestly like the sinbad episode they just dropped was great too so those guys Which are i doing haven't, a I haven't listened to that yet but that's like a, they went old school oh, on that one real so I'm old curious school to, uh, yeah. Check it out. yeah yeah and so and and you know they all of all of our shows in the network all have like one thing in common and that we we basically talk about stuff that is nostalgic to us and and you know or to the two hosts or whatever and our whole entire network is nothing but nostalgia and if you ever want to go check out all the podcast that we have on our network, you can swing on by the network website, and that is bfopnetwork.com. Again, that's bfopnetwork.com. Some people refer to it as BFOP Network. <laughs> that's right. And uh, if this is the first time, if you're just uh, joining us for season five and you are looking for the previous uh, one, one, two, and three seasons, uh, they are all over on our Patreon page. We have our entire show archive from episode one all the way to current with no ads whatsoever just completely right there ready to go a lot of times they'll come up early and uh you know adam how much would you pay for something like that do you think how much do you think we would charge for that we well some people might charge a mercury head dime uh but you know what knowing that the mercury head dime is worth uh, actually probably twice the amount of that we're charging for cartwright all of their back catalog. Mercury Head Dime is about $1.94, so close to $2. We're all charging you half that. It's a deal. 50% off for all of the Cartwright back catalog. That's $1. But if you want to give us a Mercury Head Dime and trade us, we will give, we'll give you all the episodes. Especially that 1961 minted in Denver. Yep, we'll, we'll give you all the episodes. You know what? If you want to give us that one yeah. and, and just and we'll split that, we'll sell it and split it, yeah. we'll just keep, we'll just, we'll make you a lifetime member. We'll just give you all the Done. MP3s. Done. <laughs> But yeah, if you guys want to support the show, we appreciate it. Free way to support the show, too, is also leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate every bit of support that you guys have shown us. All the love and all the subscribers have been absolutely amazing. So we will catch you guys next week on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Have you been wondering where's the beef? 
Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. <laughs>